134-132 in double overtime. The Utah Jazz to fall to the Denver Nuggets, and oh, is it ever great to have sports back. What a game. What a basketball game. I'll take seven games of that. Ron Boone heads up to TV. I'll take seven games of that in a playoff series. It's quite a matchup. Jake Scott joins us now. Pretty darn good one. David, how's your blood pressure? Are you doing all right? It's fun. You, you hanging in there? Great sports back. Woo. Tell you, what a game. Double overtime, clutch shots. Uh, both sides clutch shots. Good play, bad play. Donovan... You know, taking over when it matters the most. I mean, NBA basketball, you got you to gotta love it, baby, as hey, a great man once said. Hey, David, what did you see? That final possession, what did you see right there? It felt like Royce took it a little bit too long. Donovan oh, no, kind of got – Yeah, I mean, actually, I think Jamal Murray, he didn't mean to, but I actually think missing the free throw is the right play. I mean, it's just almost impossible to, in that time. Uh, almost impossible in that time period to be able to get much of any look. I mean, actually, you know, if you really want to get into it, Royce probably just has to go. Like, yeah. whoever gets the rebound. Your chances of that are on yeah. that possession are, um, yeah, I mean, if, yeah, I, what, if uh, I'm analyzing things on that cost the Jazz and how they didn't win the game, that one might be on the, like, you know, it's recency, right? So we, we put the focus on it because yeah. of recency. Uh, it might be it might be the last one on my list. That was that otherwise, you know. I mean, well, what were the uh, on that though? Though, what were the odds Donovan was going to make some of those shots he was taking? Oh, so, just wild. You know what? I, we joked about this on the broadcast earlier, Jake. Do you remember? I don't know if you guys were listening to us in there or not. Um, Ron and I the other night. Sean is the only person I know who's listening. Our engineer. Um, the other night I jumped, I talked with Ron. And we were doing it. It was during some point in the game. And I said to Ron, I think it was our last game. It might have been yesterday. It might have been the day before. Do you think the statue of limitations of talking about Donovan's workout are over yet? Remember the, the yeah. legendary story of yeah. Dennis Lindsay saying, like, if any of us ever talk about that workout, we'll be fired. So I asked Ron, and, and Ron said that they are, so they have to fire Ron, not me. Um, and <laughs> Ron should be forever untouchable. He's the most humble man in the world. I'm actually going to tell – I have a Ron Boone story I want to tell you um, today because I, I just want everyone to know how incredible he is. But – in that workout, the thing that struck me about Donovan Mitchell is none of the things we've seen of him as a player. It's all the things we saw tonight. In that workout, what struck me the most about him was his Clay Thompson-esque ability and Ray Allen-esque ability to come off of baseline screens, catch and square up in midair, get his shoulder square, and shoot. That, that was what I thought. By the way, I have a view of the screen right now of the, in the arena. Jamal Murray just finished his interview with Stephanie Reddy on TNT and, like, barely can walk off the floor. <laughs> uh, by the way, David, real quick here, we are listening to the broadcast okay, in good. this room. Uh, by the way, so this is cool. With the new setup or whatever, usually there's a delay between the TV and the radio broadcast. Usually you're ahead of the feed that we get. Oh, yeah. I love it that it lines up with it the feed nice. now so we can easily consume your broadcast and, and watch it on the monitor at the same time. So to answer your question, we're dialed in, uh, buddy. Like and, and the other thing I wanted to say, Locke, is uh, you were talking about the, the list, the order of things that led to the loss in this one. Uh, where does Rudy Gobert foul 
bailing out and not being available for the back uh, part of I mean, number one and you know, two overtime. Our, you know, that's our guy, right? So, yeah, not having – going four of 20 in the – you know, the offense. We, we ran early. We got out and ran. We were running all game. We were getting open threes through running. We stopped running. Uh, you know, it's hard when you take the ball out of the net. Um, Denver followed the script they followed all year – long which is as the game goes on their offensive rebounding gets better and better and better and then in the overtime they in, in the clutch they offensive rebound like 36 percent of offensive rebounding and they did that you know and that's hard we're small but you know you know they're going to do that um you know we went four of 20 donovan just missed a bunch of shots around the rim uh rudy missed a bunch of shots but you know what my feeling is i know this will go over like uh, almond joy or a mounds bar in a uh in a swimming pool um <laughs> I'm just impressed by Denver. I leave this one. I'm not worried. Like, we played great. We did our thing. We're fi- figuring out who we are. Like, I'm so impressed by Denver. They, they are now, in games which they've trailed at the half, they are 19 and 16. Trailed at the half, they are 19 and 16. Like, they just win, right? Like, everyone wants to write about New Orleans and mm-hmm. – Giant Williamson, and they love New Orleans, and this and that about New Orleans, and they love Portland. Like, you know what New Orleans doesn't ever do? Win. <laughs> New Orleans, like, New Especially Orleans when is 500 huh? since Zion Williamson started, and it's as though we were going to build, you know, I guess we don't build monuments in the South, but, um, you know, like, we were going to, like, Christian, the, Christian, whatever, them, as, as like, the, the next great thing. Like, they don't win. Right? Like, they struggle. Yeah, they don't like, win. Portland's loss today is horrific. We're all going to talk about Dame's two free throws. Portland is playing for their basketball lives. Did you see who the Clippers closed with today? They didn't close with Paul George. They closed with Landry Shamit, Rodney Magruder, Patrick Patterson, Terrence Mann, not the actor, and Jamichael Green. That was their closing lineup tonight. Hmm. And Portland lost. Like, Denver just wins. Who was the two seed in the West last year? Uh, Denver was, right? Right. They're like a game off being the two seed in the West this year, too. Yeah. Terrence Mann, by the way, wasn't that James Earl Jones character it in was. Field of Dreams? Yes, it was. was. That, yes. Okay. That was I was trying reference. to think of that. I was like, yes. There have been a lot of references in the last few minutes. I'm just, like, throwing them out there. You know, uh, you know what's weird, David? It, the, this first half, Denver Nuggets didn't look anything like the second half, Denver Nuggets. That's what yeah, – I mean, it looked totally different that second half. Yeah, I mean, I just think that, you know, it, I don't – again, I mean, Ron and I opened up the – up by – up were we up by uh, 14 at the half, and Ron and I said, like, this game will be close within, like, the next eight minutes. Like, that's how we opened up the second half of the broadcast. You just, you know, you NBA team, one NBA team shooting 62% from the field and 57 from three and the other shooting 43 and 25. Well, that just means you have a small sample size of what's taking place. And as you expand the sample size, they'll get more even. And that's what happened. Tonight. Can I, I just want, I want to share one story. I, I got to share the story. I'm so amazed by this and he'll kill me if, I, if he ever hears. Three, three, oh, four. Can, do, can you kill the arena noise coming back there? Sean, um, it's gone. Okay. So we have this great thing going on where we have Mike Wells and Jeff Watkinson coming on the show, right, to open the second and fourth quarter. Like, incredible, right? Assistant coaches that are in all the team meetings joining us on the show. So Waddy wasn't available today. So I text Ron Boone today and said, hey, what do you want me to do? He's not available. Do you want me to try to get Wellsy on for second and fourth? Or what do you want? Really, when Ron, Ron has to take a backseat to these guys, right? Ron's been doing this for 50 years, and he has to take a backseat when they come on. 
And Ron's like, it's great content. See if you can get him in the second and the fourth. Like, who's that humble? The Booner, man. He's That's just the he best. Does. The best. We will go ahead with the first question, uh, and it will be from Tony Jones, The Athletic. <laughs> hey, Coach. Did this game sort of kind of morph into sort of like a dress rehearsal, playoff dress rehearsal for you a little bit? Um, there, there was a lot to take from the game. You know, I think we're, we're not, you know, in focusing on those types of situations in this game. It's, it's naturally, you know, preparation for the next close game, whether it's in the playoffs or, you know, the next game we play. So having the opportunity to, you know, to, to look at that for our coaches and the players, for us to talk about some of those things and, you know, see where we could be a little bit better. But I, I thought, you know, our guys did an excellent job um, executing down the stretch in some situations. And obviously with Rudy fouling out, I thought Tony did a heck of a job filling in and competing. Okay, next question, Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Hey, Coach. I mean, even though uh, you didn't get the win, there was a lot of good things for Rudy in the first half. And Donovan just down the stretch, clutch after clutch, took it to another level. What did you see specifically in, in the fourth quarter and just moment after moment with Donovan in the mode? Well, I, I think, you know, looking at the game overall, um, you know, I thought our, our defensive rebounding, you know, hurt us through a stretch. And then I thought we had some really good looks. We had a hard time, you know, hitting some shots in the second half. And then, as you said, Donovan did a great job attacking. And, you know, I think we all had some, you know, some layups and some, some shots that we're capable of making and will go in. So you know, it makes you have to be that much better on the defensive end. And, um, you know, I thought Jamal Murray and, and Jokic were, were really, really good as well. And, you know, that's, that was a, you know, a game that was played on a pretty high level. Okay, next up, Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Quinn, in the third and in the early fourth quarter, you mentioned the defensive rebounds. Where else on the defensive end were there kind of breakdowns that you saw that led to Denver kind of climbing back into it? Well, they, they put you in a tough position. Um, Jokic's ability to score the ball and um, to pass it as well, where he can get deep in the post. So, you know, I, I, there, there were some situations that potentially we, we could have competed a little harder on and recognized a little sooner. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not critical of our effort. I, I think we'll see, have a chance to look at those and, um, you know, have an opportunity to prepare even more. Next question, Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Quinn, after Denver rallies back from that 18 down and you guys are struggling in, late in the second half, how do you kind of get everyone to leave that behind and refocus and just take each possession as they come for going, you know, going forward at that point? Well, I, I think, you know, you've got to remember that, you know, you're playing at a level that got you that lead. Um, and the game is going to you know, take its turns. But uh, I, I thought our guys did, did exactly that. I think they challenged each other. I loved how we were talking to each other on the bench. And, you know, they were figuring things out on the fly. We didn't you know this is a back-to-back. -back and we haven't, it's the first back-to-back -back we've had you know, for a long, long time. And, uh, you know, our, your preparation is even limited. So our guys being able to, you know, to talk things out defensively and uh, discuss what's going on in the offensive end. And like I said, it's more than anything, it's just keep playing, keep shooting, uh, keep doing what you're doing, and, and hopefully you're away. Okay, next question, Ben Anderson, KSL Sports. 
Quinn, what did you see from Donovan late in the regulation and then in overtime? Well, you know, his his ability to create, you know, I think him finding a you know, finding a balance between attacking and taking his own shot, kicking the ball out, I think he did a little bit of everything. And, you know, there were some there were some plays that other plays that he's at the rim. I know he's frustrated that you know some of those didn't go down. But um, you know, being in those situations for him to be in that situation, it's we haven't had a game like that um, in a long time. I, don't, I can't recall if we played a double overtime game this year. Um, certainly since you know, the early part of the year, we haven't been in you know, a competitive game like that. You know, with one of the best teams in the league, um, for us to play without Boyan kind of find ourselves because um, that's something that you know we've talked about our our group really finding their own identity because um, it is almost like another season okay uh last question will be from tim mcmahon espn quinn what did you think of the way that the uh, situation in the first time for the first overtime was handled when the clock didn't start and Jokic got the bucket um you know, it's hard to, to point to any one thing to him, honestly. I, you know, the, the referees have their job to do, and, and we've got our job to do. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Jake Scott, Hans Olsen, and what a thriller in Orlando this afternoon. They fought, the Jazz fall to the Nuggets in double overtime, 134 to 132. Hans, let's, uh, let's get to the sharp stats of the game real quick. Uh, brought to you by our friends at the Les Olsen Company. Les Olsen Company, your office technology partner. Uh, the Jazz shot 44.8% from the field, 40% from three, a franchise record, 22 made threes for the Jazz, 22 out of 55. They were led by Donovan Mitchell, 35 points on 12 of 33 shooting, most of those coming in the fourth quarter in overtime. Rudy Gobert had 22 points, 13 rebounds. Mike Conley had 20 to go along with five assists. Joe Ingles had 11 points and 13 assists. Uh, did I mention Donovan also had eight assists? Jordan Clarkson had 19 coming uh, coming in off the bench. Uh, I know they lost Hans, but that's a lot of production from this Jazz team today. Man, they look good. And, and hitting 40%, that 22 of 55 from three is a really good sign. And they gotta, they got to have more of that moving forward. But, you know, there was a moment in this game where the tides really turned, and that's when Rudy Gobert went out and Nikola Jokic took over. Nikola is too good to be on the court without a defender like Rudy Gobert to be in there to help. And to see Royce O'Neal tasked with the responsibility of trying to stop Nikola Jokic on an inbound with 3.4 seconds left, that's a pretty tough, that's a pretty tall order when, when Nikola can turn, go baseline, and get to that rim. So without Rudy, really difficult finish in there. Well, really, I mean, if the, the, the big negative in this game certainly was the fourth quarter. I mean, they were just dreadful. Now, Donovan bailed him out with some really clutch shots at the end of the fourth. But, you know, Hans, they had 17 total fourth quarter points and really had 10 yeah. until like the last minute. So it, it was not it was basically a collapse in the fourth quarter. But some exciting, you know, clutch play from Donovan Mitchell bailed him out and they almost pulled it off. I, I totally agree with your point about Rudy Gobert. It was going to be really difficult after he fell out mm -hmm. because the Jazz just um, they're just not a really deep team. And Tony Bradley came in and Tony Bradley played well. But, yeah, Royce O'Neal is going to be a big mismatch if he has to go one on one with Jokic to save the game. That's tough. Yeah, Jokic is powerful. 
he's a very powerful player. And I think in that in that inbound is in that moment, I think Jokic has a few go tos, a few things that he could have done to get to the rim with with Royce defending against him. And then the other thing that we talked about was Jokic coming out of the first half. What did he have? Two points. Yep. And then Nikola Jokic figures things out and he gets himself going and he ends up with thirty points. So big night for him. And then David was talking about Denver and their overall ability. Let's not overlook this. For some reason, and I know that it has to do with injuries and and missing some players, but Denver really gotten just tossed to the side. And, well, you know, this is a better matchup, and this is the team that you would actually want in the first round, and this is the – you know, a seven-game series with Denver, that's going to be a nail-biter, and my guess is you're going to get four games out of the seven that are going to be close to to what we saw tonight. Well, Locke was making that point toward the end of the broadcast, and I've got to admit I've I've been guilty of uh, underestimating the Denver Nuggets in the past. They're a really good team. I don't know if they have that number one score because that's not really uh, Jokic's game. You know, he, he can score, obviously. I mean, yeah. he scored 30 tonight. Uh, but he's a facilitator. He's much more of kind of like a point center, as weird as, as that sounds. If Jamal Murray... Uh, and 10 of 25 tonight, he had 23 points. He was pretty good. Michael Porter Jr. helped pick up the slack. So did Jeremy Grant coming off the bench. But if Jamal Murray can be a, a number one option and a compliment to Jokic, or if he and Michael Porter Jr. can both kind of fill that role, Denver is going to be really – Denver can beat p- pretty much anybody in the West. And they, they played well tonight. And then there was this weird stretch in the fourth quarter. Well, actually, it started in the middle of the third and went to parts of the fourth quarter where Morris and Plumlee – we're running pick and roll, and for a brief moment, the Jazz couldn't stop it. it. Morrison Plumlee were getting to the rim with consistency, and they were able to combine for 20 points in, in kind of that push and stint that they had. So I don't know what happened to the Jazz pick and roll defense. I do know that th- those two combined for a pretty high and efficient pick and roll, but that was pretty brutal to see that working with such high efficiency against the Jazz. Well, let's look at the points in the paint, because that was an issue uh, for this particular game. Points in the paint brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-CERTA or visit certapro.com. That's Serta with a C. We do painting, you do life. Uh, the Jazz were outscored in the paint uh, this afternoon, Hans, 74-34, to which is, well, it, it's remarkable that the, the discrepancy is, is that much. But let me tell you, we've been doing the Serta Pro points in the paint uh, for every post game going back years and years and years. So we've been looking at this number a lot. Rarely, and I mean rarely, do we see a team in the 70s in points in the paint. That, that is going to be an issue. And I realize it's double overtime, all right, so there's a lot more opportunity. But giving up 74 points in the paint, that's, that's rough. I'm going to have to dial that back. Hey, but, you know, Rudy fouls out, and Tony Bradley is is not Rudy Gobert. All right, let's throw things, speaking of Rudy, down to Orlando where Rudy Gobert is addressing the media. Hi, Rudy. All right, we're going to go get started. Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV will be first. Hey, Rudy. Well, this certainly was a wild game. Coach said that this would give you guys a chance to see where you're at. What did this one show you? A lot of things, you know, a lot of things, but I really like the way we played uh, throughout the game. You know, obviously we we didn't close up, close the way we wanted to close in the fourth quarter, and we let them, you know, give them a chance to get overtime. But you know, a lot of great things, and uh, I love the way we we played together throughout the game and the way we defended too. Okay, next question, Sarah Todd, Deseret News. 
Rudy, how difficult was it to kind of watch things unfold there in the double overtime and not be able to be out on the court? As a competitor, it's always it's always tough for me to you know watch from the sideline, especially when it's you know uh, when it's a close game and it's uh, it's an overtime and you know you want to be out there, but you know it's also great for my you know for the young for Tony or for these guys to be able to to you know to get that kind of experience. So you know I just try to help as much as I can by talking to them and uh, you know and, uh, and cheer for them. Okay, next question will be Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Rudy, I had some technical issues, so I apologize if this has been asked already, but um, after you guys had such a brilliant kind of first half and then you really struggled in the second half, what changed uh, during during that time period? Uh, I think for the, I really like the way we played, even in the third quarter, you know, they made a run, but we stayed with it. We, we, we kept playing and we, we kept getting great stuff offensively. Fourth quarter, I think personally, I mean, I didn't play the same way I played for the first three quarters. And uh, it was mostly on me, you know, I missed like, I missed things that I probably won't miss again. Uh, a lot of layups, free throws, uh, you know, just probably like 10 points, just myself. Like layers, free throws, I should have done the ball, I didn't do a lot of things. So, you know, I think uh, I love the way we play. I love the way, you know, the ball moved and they are a good defensive team. So, you know, it was, uh, they play a different style of defense that, you know, we've seen uh, earlier in this, in this tournament. But I love the way we play and, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, uh, we didn't get the win. But I think we got a, it was a great learning experience for us to play this team today. Okay, that's all the time we have. So thank you, Rudy. Take care. There you go, Rudy Gobert, uh, pleased with the effort of his team, even in uh, a losing effort in double overtime. And uh, I'm sure it was difficult for a competitor like mm -hmm. Rudy to sit over there on the sidelines while his team is in a real battle in double overtime. Especially where he felt like he got the better of Jokic in the first half and, and defensively when he was on the court. It sure felt more fluid, and it was that typical Rudy Gobert-style-led defense. Losing him in that overtime and missing him in that second overtime, it was brutal. I would put a high probability that the Jazz were able to get the win in the first overtime if you had Rudy throughout the entire yeah. Well, it's tough. He's he's really important to this team. You know, you can make a very, very good argument that the, he's the most important player on this team. So it's going to be tough to to get wins in close games. Uh, without Rudy closing, and, and they almost did in this one. Want to remind you to go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now, Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Your final from the bubble in Orlando. The Jazz fall in double overtime to the Denver Nuggets, 134 to 132. We'll get you more sound uh, from Orlando coming up next here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Jake Scott Hans Olsen with you. The Jazz fall in double overtime to the Denver Nuggets, 134 to 132. Uh, Hans, let's uh, check out the assist feature, proudly sponsored by Larry H. Miller dealerships throughout the Utah Jazz season. Larry H. Miller dealerships is donating $50 for each assist to Larry H. Miller charities. We are driven by you. Hence, uh, there are uh, a bunch of positives, even though the, the Jazz lost this afternoon. But this is a big one. 34 assists from the Jazz tonight. Yeah. 
That is a huge, huge number, led by Joe Ingles, who had 13. Donovan Mitchell had eight. Mike Conley had five. The ball was moving. The ball was popping. And uh, that, that's good. And they made their threes, 22 of 55, shot 40%, and uh, just you know, just barely lost. But that's a big number, 34 assists. That's, uh, that's something that's a real positive that jumps out at you. Well, you see in the first half of that game, you see the ball really moving. You know, you see that thing flying around the court and a lot of movement, a lot of assists. But it was nice to see Joe Ingles up in double-digit assist numbers. Hey, I'm always waiting for Donovan Mitchell. Remember how long? It was It was a while before Donovan Mitchell hit his first double-double. Do you remember that? Yes, it was it, last year. Yeah, like it yeah, was. It, I remember it was way, we were waiting, and it was a, it blew me away. I'm thinking, wait, he hasn't had a double-double? <laughs> and then he had a double-double, but he was, he was close tonight, 35 points, eight assists. And, you know, Donovan Mitchell's a scoring machine. So continue to dish that thing out to him and uh, really liked what Ingles was able to do. Ingles also put up seven three-point uh, attempts. That's kind of the number I'd like to see him at. Not, not in double overtime, but... See, I'd like to see it a little higher even. He, really? had, a, he had 11 the other night against uh, Memphis. Love that. Yeah. Well, because those Bogdanovich attempts, and, and Quinn Snyder's talked a lot about this, they got to they, they keep shooting them. People need to take more threes to make up for those threes that he's not taking. And Joe Ingles and, and Mike Conley, those two mainly are the ones, and maybe a little Royce O'Neal sprinkled in there, but that's who you want making up those threes because those are your best three-point shooters. And even Donovan. Don't let me forget about Donovan. Is it crazy we saw a franchise record tonight in threes? You know, you think about how long the franchise has been around. Franchise record in threes, man. Well, I mean, this is a this is a whole new ball game. It's it like is. it's like a it's like BYU's school record for passing yards before Lavelle got there. You yeah, know I mean, it's no, it's it just, is. It, it's just a different world. Jerry Sloan just would never. I mean, the attempts for the Jazz tonight: fifty-five three-point attempts. Yeah, Jerry it Sloan did take could double never overtime. Did fifty-five? Did attempts. they have the record before overtime? No. No, they got it in. I can't remember if it was first overtime. I think it was the second overtime. Got there in the second overtime, but they had set their they had set the franchise three point record this year. I mean, this is one of those, this is one of those. It's a, it's like the passing yards NFL record. I mean, it's just going to get broken over and over again. Forty percent from three, twenty two of fifty five. The Jazz finally coming full circle and getting back to those percentages that we saw before the end of the regular regular season. So it's nice to see them starting to catch their stride a little bit. What did they have? Uh, they shot. Was it forty-eight percent the other night against San Antonio from three? Forty-seven percent, something like that. The other day against San Antonio, and I, I know it was a completely different set of people, but I think Joe Ingles kind of led that charge for a high percentage. Yeah, he was six of eleven in that game. Yeah, so it's really good to see them come back around twenty-two of fifty-five, forty percent from three. Even in, in losing performance, I want to see these guys really starting to get that confidence on the perimeter. All right, let's throw things back to Orlando. Donovan Mitchell is addressing the media. I want to go ahead and get started with Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Hey, Don. Um, I, it's hard to accept defeat, I know that, but really what you did was unforgettable. You took it to another level down the stretch and in those double overtimes. What was it like for you in those moments? Um, the biggest thing was just trying to just find a way. You know, guys are banged up, tired on both sides. and. You know, credit to them. They, they they ran a bunch of great stuff. We came back and ran some great stuff, did some big shots. But that's really what it was, just who the battle who wanted it more, you know, and uh, fortunate things didn't roll that way. We got some good looks, some good opportunities late. Um, unfortunately, it breaks with Rudy fouling out, you know, but 
I think the biggest thing is we we got the looks we wanted. You know, we got the opportunities we wanted. There were certain things that they just executed on, and that's a credit to them. But I like the way we played as a whole, as a group. Everybody stepped up, you know, and um, I think it was huge. I think it was a good, great effort. Kristen, do you have a follow-up, or are you ready to move on? Yeah, hold on, I had to hit on mute. Um, just more inside your mindset, because the things that you were doing, like that, it was un unreal. I mean, even the Denver bench was blown away. Just, you were relentless. Um, yeah, just, you know, at the end of the day, it's, a, it's, it's gonna come down to a lot of those come playoff time and come right now, so you just gotta be ready to hit those shots. That's that's my job, that's, that's, that's what I'm supposed to do, you know, and I think the biggest thing is just making the shot, moving on to the next play, you know, and I think, you know, if I continue to do that, be, my teammates trust me, my coaches trust me to go out there and just do that. And um, once I was able to knock some shots down, and I missed some, some easy ones, but, you know, at the end of the day, that's, 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 what, I, that's what I'm supposed to do. You know, at the end of the day, it's just a, another day, you've got to continue to, to build upon that. Okay, next question will be Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey Don, I don't mean for this to sound critical just because you did wind up hitting the shot to put you guys ahead, but at the end of the first overtime, do you wish, looking back on it, that you had waited a little longer and, and taken the final shot, not giving Jokic a chance to come 100%, back? 110%. That's really the only reason why I'm upset. Um, because I should know that. I should know that I should uh, kind of attack around four or three. Um, that's a mental error on my part. And uh, I feel like if I do that, hit the same shot, they don't have an opportunity to do that. Um, so that's that's on me, you know, and I, I definitely have that mental error. But at the end of the day, it's a learning process, and I'm glad we learned it now and not in, like, game four or five of the playoffs. Okay, next question. Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Hey, Don, what was the different – I mean, it seems like you guys in the first half were just kind of clicking on all cylinders, like everything was going really well. And then the second half when they climbed back from that 18-point deficit, what was kind of the problems that you guys had there? Um, I think the biggest thing is they got a lot of offensive rebounds. They became more aggressive. Um, we just got to do a better job of boxing out. And then on top of that, they just made shots. You know, we got to be able to, when we, when we start missing shots, we got to turn our defense up to a higher level, which I don't feel like we did to the full extent until we got to the fourth quarter and got some crucial stops like we needed. Um, but it's credit to them. They're a good team and they, they turned up their pressure and their effort. Um, and it was a, it was a good back and forth, but I think that's the reason why they came back just because they're on the boards, you know, obviously we got to get hits and, I think Torrey Craig, Grant, Porter, uh, those guys are all over the glass when those guys from Murray and Neil could shoot. So he's got to be ready to box them out. And um, that's really why they came back. Okay, next question will be Tony Jones, the athletic. Donovan, do you got, did you guys kind of look at this as kind of a dress rehearsal uh, of sorts uh, for, the, for what you guys are going to see in the postseason night after night? Most definitely. I think, you know, at the end of the day, you just saw a whole lot of top to bottom who was ready to go. I can't say there was one guy who wasn't ready in any sort of way. I know I think with Mark, for me and Rudy, uh, if Terrell came in, Mia came in, hit some big shots, made some great players, both of them. I think guys are really starting to step up and find their confidence, and that's really what this is about. You know, at the end of the day, we would love to win, but guys are really starting to find themselves here, and we just got to continue to build upon it. We can't take a step back. Uh, like I said, the tough loss, and you, 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 you want to win, obviously, but I see, we see a lot out of everybody and making plays, you know, uh, not even just scoring, but just as a whole, the effort, you know, I think that's the biggest thing. And we, I think, especially credit to the, the two young guys, Jarrell and, and Mia coming in and just being confident, you know, in, in a high intensity game and a playoff like game. Uh, and I think that's really what we're starting to find. Okay, last question will be from Ben Anderson, KSL Sports. 
Hey, Donovan, uh, are you getting the type of experience you're hoping for in, in these types of games? I know a loss is bad, but is this helpful going into the, the close of the regular season? I think it just shows, I think it's really showing guys, you know, what to expect. You know, obviously not having Boyan um, is huge. So now he's got to figure out what our, what guys' roles are in this situation. And when we come playoff time, like in a playoff intensity game, like we just had, you know, where guys need to be, where guys uh, points are going to come from, where guys, uh, our stops are going to come from, and who who's ready for, for the moment. Like I said, it's a credit to all of our guys, uh, top to bottom, uh, being ready. And that's what's going to take you know, for the full 48, and in this case, however long it was. But I think the biggest thing is we're, we're seeing a lot of guys, uh, including myself, just finding areas that we are improved on and working on, but also, you know, confidence-wise. I think we're seeing a lot of that, and I think it's good that we got this out the way now. So we'll come play on time. We're ready to go. Okay, we're done here. Thanks so much, Donovan. That was Donovan Mitchell, who was just terrific down the stretch for the Jazz uh, in their 134-132 loss in double overtime to Denver. But what he said there at the end, Hans, I I think is critical, uh, and we've talked about this a lot today. With no Bogdanovich, that's just going to change what everybody does. Mm -hmm. And that's actually a pretty big kind of problem to figure out on the fly in a unique situation. And I thought that that if, if I'm a jazz fan listening to his answer to that, I'm encouraged because, you know, he's obviously on the front lines and, and leader on the team and can feel how it's going, that uh, that he's feeling good about how guys are stepping up to fill that role. And that's a huge deal. It is. And, and there, there are so many things that I like about Donovan, because as Donovan sees the role that needs to be filled, he's really starting to pick it up. And there's there's. First, second, and third quarter Donovan, and then there's a fourth quarter geared Donovan, and even an overtime Donovan, uh, overtime Donovan that I really like. Jake, how long have we sat around here in Salt Lake City and talked about you know different jazz rosters and different jazz teams and thought, man, how nice would it be to have a closer, <laughs> a confident closer, a guy that when everything's on the line. He, he picks up the slack, and he puts it on his shoulders, and, and he makes a run for it. And that's what Donovan's become. And he hit three threes in the final couple seconds of that fourth quarter that were spectacular. Actually, one of them came in the back end of the overtime. But they were awesome. Yeah. And uh, you could see he was doing everything he could to try to make up the ground that they'd given up in the back end of that second overtime. But Donovan Mitchell Mitchell's fantastic, man. So here's the thing, and I don't want to I don't want to pick on Gordon Hayward too much, but you've kind of sparked a thought in my mind. Uh, when Gordon Hayward was the Jazz number one offensive option, right? Yeah. And they're in the playoffs against the Clippers. Who's taken the the game saving last second shot? It was Joe Johnson. Remember that? Oh Where yeah. He took it down the length of the field and went, or uh, uh, the court field. Yep. We're not talking football. And, and got a bucket like Gordon. Gordon Hayward, I don't think, is, is really cut out to be a number one offense or offensive option on an NBA team because that's not, that's, not really, that's not really him. It's not in his guts. So, it, but Donovan, it obviously is. I don't know mm-hmm. if they've had a, a fourth quarter go-to number one like Donovan since Darren Williams, maybe. Uh, maybe Booze a little bit too, but, but I think more of Darren out of that to that pairing. Obviously, John Stockton was that guy. We know the... The, the shot that went in for Houston. And uh, certainly Carl hit his share of, uh, you know, big-time fourth-quarter clutch shots. But but you're right. It's not something the Jazz have really had in a while. And I don't know if they've had a player like Donovan who can create 
like that. I don't even think Darren could really do that. Although maybe the biggest shot that he hit on that inbound where he got a pick from Tony Bradley, you know, that was uh, that was helped. He didn't create that all on his own. So, you know, he's a, a, a beneficiary of team play too. But, I mean, boy, can he just go out there and hit it when you need it? Yeah, and, but, but like you mentioned, he still create. Think about him splitting that double and getting to the rim with, what was it, 0.9 seconds left? Yeah. It, was that in regulation? So yes. we got, uh-huh. got the inbounds, took it the length, split the double, and got to the rim and got them into overtime. So he can do it all. He really can. He can do it all. And he does it with player. confidence. I, I almost feel like he just believes that that's his time. And, and that is a belief that you have to have. And that's, that's tough to find in a player. Well, you have to have trust from your teammates, too. Yeah, sure. I mean, your teammates have to say, okay, Donovan, go take this one over. You're, you're our guy. You're our number one. We're going to do And you have to deliver for them to continue that trust. Correct. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that we have some good years in front of us watching Donovan Mitchell hit game-winning shots. We've got some re- we got some good years in front of us to watch him knock down a few games. I agree. Shots. All right, we want to remind you to go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now, Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. 134 to 132 is your final. The Jazz fall to the Nuggets in Orlando in double overtime. We'll give our final thoughts on it coming up next. Stay tuned. It's the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. One thirty four to one thirty two is your final. The Jazz fall to the Nuggets in double overtime, down in the bubble in Orlando. Uh, Hans, let's get to the three point takeover. Sponsored by our friends at Mountain America Credit Union, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. Jazz set a franchise record this afternoon with 22 made three-pointers, 22 of 55 for 40 percent. Donovan Mitchell had five made threes, five of 16. Uh, Let's see here. Jordan Clarkson was five of nine. What a night shooting Mm -hmm. for him. George Niang, three of five. Uh, Mike Conley was uh, three of 11. Joe Ingles, three of seven. Royce O'Neal, two of five. And uh, Mie Oni coming off the bench to to go one of two. I thought Mie gave him uh, gave him some good minutes. He did. I think that the bench gave him some good minutes. Finally, get about thirty eight points out of the bench. And George Niang came in and hit three of his first three three point attempts. So it was nice to see Niang get a couple of catch and shoots. It was nice to see the Jazz in three point attempts hit the catch and shoots. Multiple looks without the dribble dribble, and it was really nice to see that because. Coming into the bubble, they were really well known for it. Starting the bubble, it was really ugly. And now they've started to pick up their stride a little bit. So I'm happy to see that. It was nice to get some bench production. I know you've got a double overtime situation, but, you know, 38 points coming off the bench. Pretty good. Uh, let's get to the Master of the Glass tonight. Uh, brought to you by our friends at Safe Light Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert. Proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass rebound program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate $5 for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader with all proceeds benefiting the neighborhood house. Rudy Gobert, of course, is your Master of the Glass tonight. Hands 13 rebounds. But a couple of things to note real quick here. Six, uh, Rudy had six offensive rebounds. That's a huge number. 
And then I want to give a shout out to Royce O'Neal, who had 11 rebounds this afternoon, Hanson. Listen, the Jazz could not get away with this small lineup if somebody weren't helping Rudy on the boards. Royce O'Neal deserves a tremendous amount of credit because here's a guy that is outsized <laughs> every single mm-hmm. night. And for him to go out there and, uh, and scrape up 11 boards is just huge. The, the team needs that badly. And uh, Royce is, is uh, really providing. In fact, the Jazz only out-rebounded by one today, 52 uh-huh. to 51 total rebounds. So big shout-out to Royce. I love his effort. You know, he's always giving you effort off away from the ball. He's giving you effort outside of offense. He focuses on the defense. He had a couple of steals tonight, had a couple of block shots, and gives you those rebounds. Royce is trying to do all the things outside of offense that you need a guy to do. And it's hard to convince a guy that that's, you know, but I think Royce has figured out how to make some money in the NBA. And that's the way you do it. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's Quinn Snyder talked about it in his coach's show with Locke, not this game, but the last game, how Joe Ingles and Royce O'Neal basically played their way onto this roster. And I love stories like this, by the way. I love Royce O'Neal's story. He's undrafted. He, he comes in. He does the stuff nobody else wants to do. He plays tough defense, and he's rewarded with a roster spot. And then he's in, ro, uh, rewarded with an increasingly growing role. If I were if I were Jarrell Brantley or Mieoni mm-hmm. or one of these guys that's really trying to pro, play their way into a rotational spot, I'd, I'd absolutely bend Royce's ear. I'd be like, how did you do it, dude? How have you played your way into a, uh, an NBA starting role and, uh, you know, gets that contract extension. I mean, taking care of financially. I mean, Royce is living the dream. Yeah. And I love how he's done it where he's just going to do the dirty work. I love that type of story. Probably, honestly, Hans, probably not a lot unlike your own. Yeah. How you made it into the NFL by doing the probably the, the work and the grind that others aren't willing to do. Yeah, just keep, you know, just keep grinding, keep working, doing everything you possibly can. And another guy that we're kind of watching to a certain extent knows his role and is in the grind came out of the G League is George. Yang. And, you know, so you've got a couple of different examples of guys on this roster that are doing just that. You know, know your role, know what's expected of you, and go out there and do what you're supposed to do well. Thing is, Royce is doing it to a next level. Yep. He's doing those things to a next, next level. George Niang has to continue to hit those open look shots. Has to. Um, and Which he did in the first half, not in the second. Yes, in the first half, fantastic. 3-3, three, three, and every time he was out there, he'd rotate out, and there was an outlet pass. He was knocking it down in the first half. So I'd, I'd like to see George continue that. Because, you know, I'm a fan of, I'm a fan of that guy. Uh, I, I like his I like the, his story, just like I like Royce's yeah, story. Yeah, he's got a great story. I too. like George's story. Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, the Jazz as a franchise give them credit for having an open mind when it comes to mm-hmm. players who are, are trying to play their way in. And that's why, the, the honestly, the, the stars are, are becoming so much more inc- increasingly important yeah. to the franchise because they're really utilizing the system to their benefit. Relying on dev- development. Yep. Novel yep. concept. And it's smart, right? It, yeah, there's, it's really smart. There's only so many LeBron James to go around. At some point, you've got to help create and build guys. And this is really in the weeds, but I, I've always thought that just because maybe your game isn't there enough at 22, why couldn't it be there at 25? With the right or 24, work. Or 24. And can, the right staff. Right. Have the opportunity to get yourself to get better. Why wouldn't, you know, like I said, just because you're not quite there at 21, should we just, well, it's over. You know, that's what the G League is for. Go to, go to that level, get better. 
get some notice of some some coaches and find your way into a to a to a role with an NBA team. Right, and you know the development has been so crisp here. That's why you're seeing the head coach of the Salt Lake City Stars pick up a huge contract and become a head coach elsewhere. You know the, the the development from the G League, the Stars affiliate, and all the way in through the Jazz, and and some of the guys that they've got, Bryant and Jensen, and the whole crew. These guys are just great with development. Yep. They're, they're they're great with player relationships, and they they build guys. You know, and you know, we were talking about Rudy Gobert and his growth and development. Um, you know, I look at a guy like Jordan Clarkson who came in as a terrific score already. I still see the sparks and things in Jordan where I feel like, man, maybe Jordan could continue to grow and get better at what he does with the help of the staff. Uh, All right, Hans, just to review a little bit before we get some final thoughts from you on this one. Uh, Donovan Mitchell leads the way, 35 points, absolutely spectacular to close the game in in overtimes, uh, both overtimes. Rudy Gobert with 22 and 13 uh, Mike Conley with 20 and five assists. Donovan Mitchell had eight assists, by the way, to go along with his 35 points. Joe Ingles, 11 points, 13 assists. Jordan Clarkson had 19 coming in off the bench. For the Nuggets, though, they had a lot of good performances themselves. Nikola Jokic, uh, 30 points, 11 rebounds, and seven assists. Nice. Ended up being a really nice night for him. 28 second-half points, which is incredible. Jamal Murray, 23 in his first game in the bubble. Uh, Jeremy Grant with 21 coming off the bench. Michael Porter, Jr., uh, with 23 as the Denver Nuggets get the win, the 134 to 132. Hans, uh, give us a, a couple of final thoughts before we put a bow on this one. Well, this thing meant a lot to Denver, and I think Denver is still trying to prove themselves. And they had split in the bubble so far. You talked about it in the pregame. They were 2-2. Two and two. And David talked about watching Jamal Murray walk off the court, and he just barely walked off the court. You could see full exhaustion. Oh, now, yeah. now, this I'm is sure. a, This is a double overtime game, but you saw in the second half what it meant to Denver. Denver wanted this win. And the Jazz got everything that Denver could handle in the second half of this game. And it's a bummer. I feel like one slipped away from the Jazz. With that being said, right now the Jazz are 2-4 and four in the bubble. And I'm sure a lot of people are going to look at it and be like, two and four, man, this team is underperforming, and two and four is unacceptable. And I don't think two and four is really representative of what we're going to get in the first round from the Jazz. I feel like there's been a lot of tinkering. You know, when you talk about that starting five against San Antonio, they beat San Antonio if they roll out their starting five. And then you talk about some of the fingernail losses, and you talk about some of the things that Quinn is trying to figure out with without Boyan Bogdanovich. I don't think you can look at the two and four and take a lot from it. I want to see this Jazz team continue to strive on the perimeter, make up for Boyan Bogdanovich's loss, continue to see Rudy Gobert stay healthy, get his minutes. But I, I don't. I still don't think we've seen the Jazz team that we'll see in the first round of the playoffs. Want to remind you to go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Your final from Orlando. The Nuggets beat the Jazz in double overtime, 134 to 132. Our next broadcast will be Monday afternoon. The Jazz take on Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks. That game will tip off at 1 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at noon. And, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Zone Radio Network.